stop thinking for just one second. Stop thinking about all that you have to do today. Stop thinking about those bills you have to pay. Stop thinking about everything wrong in the world. Just stop. It's not so easy, huh? The truth is we, our minds were programmed to do just that. Think. Your mind produces thoughts just as our eyes observe what's around us. Although there is nothing bad with thinking, too often we are preoccupied and often obsessed with it. Obsessed with overthinking everything. Our thoughts dictate our lives. We believe that what we think is actually the way things are. That our thoughts somehow perfectly reflect our reality. Which is why Impressionism has a long history of being glorified. This art allows us to do what we fail to do as humans. Just stop thinking and appreciate what's right in front of us. The problem is, we're often too busy, self-absorbed and distracted to notice what is going on right in front of us. Hi, my name is Brandon Brito, and this is Alone Together from Holy Cross's very own Ekphrasis class. You're right, this is just a rock. There's nothing special about it. But what exactly gives value to something? What makes something special? You, the person looking at the painting, does. I know I did. Yeah, it's just a rock. But it's how Psalm saw it that aroused the curiosity in me as to whether or not I'd see it the same way if I were there. Where was he sitting when he painted this rock? How close was he to it? Was the air thick? Was the ocean loud? How many birds were chirping? Did he smell the salt water? The same smell I smell when I go to the beach? Was it cold? I don't know. But what I do know is that Hassam sat somewhere and observed this rock. He chose colors with care and adapted his brushstrokes to indicate a change in the texture or direction of this rock. Hassam wasn't just making a quick impression of it. He was spending a lot of time analyzing what was in front of him. He stopped and just stared at it. You can tell because the brushstrokes are intentional. They move and echo with the waves, hitting the rock at the bottom in a way that anticipates its return back to the ocean. Even in his quick strokes, he still manages to capture the patterns of the granite, the rock's rough edges, and the growth of algae along the bottom. He's true to details, but enriches the rock's color a bit in order to fully capture the beauty of it. We aren't there seeing the rock with a psalm, and sometimes you just need to dramatize your art. When looking at this rock, you recognize how symmetrical the lines are, allowing your eyes to follow the pattern in, in different layers. You're beginning at the first layer of the algae and work your way up to the blue brush, brush strokes, then orange, and then white at the very top, a reflection of the clouds above. I can promise you, after staring at this painting for a bit, you're going to be tempted to begin observing the nature around you. Stop and just observe a rock you find outside. Maybe there's some cool patterns and color to it. What Hassam does best is that he manipulates the point of view. Is he really high up, straight across, or observing from the bottom? He's actually only a few feet away from the rock, 
But in just looking at it, one can assume that he's probably like 30 feet above. Inspired by the French Impressionists of the time, Child painted vibrant, colorful lines filled with action and movement. 15 feet is high enough to capture the blue ocean as it brings along with the wave, allowing our eyes to go back and forth from a rock to the ocean. Not much is known about all the works he painted on the rocks called Appledore Island, off the coast of Maine. But for almost 30 years, Hassan painted there. At first, he concentrated just on flowers and sunsets. That's the beginning of Impressionist. He was passionate about capturing what was in front of him. So in moving to Maine, he had to analyze these rocks with the precision of a geologist by acknowledging every physical feature. Chaudhassam lived from 1859 to 1935. He was an innovator of American Impressionism and perhaps the most prominent of his time. He was born in Dorchester, Massachusetts, and his beginnings as an artist began as he captured the excitement of modern cities and the allures of the countryside. Hassan became the foremost speaker of New York City at the turn of the century. That's where I first discovered him. Living in New York City, I first witnessed his work that is perhaps best known for his depictions of the flag-draped Fifth Avenue during World War I. While Hassan was unusual among the American Impressionists for his frequent depiction of growing cities, he spent long periods in the countryside as well. There he found some time to just breathe from the city life and, and found inspiration for many of his works of art. Hassam's many portrayals of the old-fashioned gardens, rocky coast, and radiant sunlight of the Isles of Shows in Maine are among his most cherished works. Among them is the 1901 View Coast scene, Isles of Shows, the first canvas by the artist to enter the collection of the Metropolitan Museum. As said before, Hassam is noted as a prominent Impressionist, but he didn't start it. Impressionism was devel developed by Claude Monet and other Paris-based artists from the early 1860s because of a desire to paint nature in a realistic way. How can you express the beauty of something that needs to be seen for itself? Instead of painting in a studio, the Impressionists found that they could capture the momentary and temporary effects of sunlight or natural settings by working quickly, in front of their focus, in the open air rather than in a room. This resulted in a greater awareness of light and color and ultimately capturing a more realistic setting as well as an admiration for the subject itself. But in looking at this painting, I wasn't sure how much of an impressionist piece of art it was. And in looking at Assam's other work, like the one right next to this painting, I was curious as to whether or not he was actually an impressionist or a realist. It just looked so real to me. It's a question that many have asked about impressionists in general. He's adapting some of the painting techniques he saw in Paris, but he doesn't just give an impression. He analyzes every corner, every, every detail of, this, of the subject, fully capturing the geology of this rock. I mean, if you look at the painting next to this one, that woman, she looks just so real in that garden. There are things that go unnoticed when not seeing it in person, like the various layers of the rock and, and the color and, and how there are cracks and broken pieces inevitably done in time. But what's beautiful about looking at this painting is knowing that if I were there, I'd probably see it a different way. I'd probably feel something different, or smell something different, or hear something different. But for now, we must take his word, or must take his visual of it by just looking at this painting.
Now I know you. I know I told you to stop thinking at the beginning of this podcast. But now I'm asking you to think about what this rock would look like if you were there. What do you smell? What do you hear? What do you see? Just think. <laughs>